Attention on deck. You're about to take command. Welcome to the bunker. Welcome, everybody, back to the bunker. I have returned from my sick bed to Andy and Jesse's much disappointment. I know they had great, way too much fun without me last week, but I am your host, Andy Burrows. And yes, I am joined by my illustrious co host, Mr. Jesse Martin, up first. How are you, brother? How's, uh, how's things in the good old misery Monday over there in the US of A? So, my weekly weather update it's yes. raining shit around here. Yes. You know, it's just shit At everywhere. Last. You know. Actually, yeah. it's not raining, but you know, it's it's, it's a misery Monday. It's a misery it's Monday. Cold, cold showers and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is a misery Monday. Uh, and as you can hear, I am joined by my other fellow co-host, my fellow Brit, Mister Scouse, Andy Lockhart. Andy, how are you, sir? Happy Monday, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay in general, but obviously, still very, very annoyed from yesterday. But you know, it, it is what it is. As we go along, but yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, we are very fortunate as well today, very lucky to have uh, someone that contributes to this podcast on the weekly, on the daily, DMs, uh, Twitter. Uh, him and Jesse love going backwards and forwards on social media, so it's great to put a, na- uh, a face to the name. Uh, Scott G, how are you, sir? Welcome to the bunker. Well, thank you for inviting me. Uh, Glad no to pro- join you guys. Pleasure to have you for the first part of the show, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, so, boys, uh, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Uh, the Washington Commanders 19, uh, the backups to the backups and the third string quarterback 31. Uh, yes, we let the New York Giants come into FedEx field and somehow put 31 points on us. Um, Scott, let's start with you, my friend. You are our guest before we let Jesse and Andy and we've done our post game and you've probably seen what we got into yesterday, but we're going to try and have a little bit more calmer heads today. Scott, what did you make of what you've seen yesterday at FedEx Field? Well, it was it was impressive to say that not having any hot water in the locker rooms post game was not the most embarrassing thing of the day. <laughs> I mean, how many teams can you say have nine sacks, pretty much dominate, hold the Giants to what, net zero rushing yards till late in the third, and yet we lose by double digits? It's just pathetic. Yeah, there's uh, not really kind much. Kind of nailed I mean- it. Yeah, you kind yeah, of. Know. I mean, that's it. Show over. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We, uh, we haven't, we haven't we're gonna, uh, yeah, that's it. Scott's yeah. going to head back to Twitter, but um, <laughs> it's, it is Jesse. I don't even know where to really begin to break no, down this game. Be... Usually, usually we sit here and go, you know, this player's done that or this player's had a good game. This is one of them games. We talk about the Thursday night massacre and we talk about when I mentioned to you when we when the Bears come into FedEx and they absolutely steamrolled us and we were all like, I can't believe this is happening. It can't get much worse than this. When it a day, worse. yeah, when a day like yesterday happens and in the cold light of day and you try and take a breath and you put your head above the parapet and all them cliches, Jesse, what are you thinking now, 24 hours removed from what you saw at FedEx yesterday? I'm thinking of 2024. Like, I I, I just don't know. Don't wish your life away. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, how, else, how else to take it? Because really nothing uh, besides the development of Sam Howe could, is really going to come out of the season. I, I mean, we I think we all know that everybody on this coaching staff and front office is gone next year, um, at least on the football side of it. Uh, you know, I, I'm thinking of potential GMs now and, and possibly potential, you know, head coaches and, and uh, you know, who would be a good fit to, to, to kind of take Sam to that next level and, and, and who would be a good fit to, you know, to, to bring this, this defense to life because there's absolutely no life in it. Um it's it's been that kind of season you know it's it's sad because there was so freaking much excitement come to in uh, into it um i i'm just i'm just looking for next year and and you know thank goodness we're gonna have a top 10 draft pick yeah possibly top 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, might, yeah, yeah, possibly. Might, might be top three. Uh, Andy, <laughs> where are you 24 hours removed, my friend, from the game? Like you say, we, we do. is this one of them games where we, we're going to look at coaching? Don't worry, we're going to get to that. How much of how much have you had to put a percentage of it? How much is the percentage does the players take as blame? And how much a percentage do the coaching take as blame? Because I've had many people message me today. And Jesse, I know you've earmarked a lot of the questions. We've had like over 30 submissions for fan questions this week. Probably our most ever. Um, a lot of people have said to me today, Andy, you can't put all this all on coaching. You can't put all this on EB, on Ron, on Jack, etc., etc." Scouse, if you had to put a percentage on players to coaching, what are you saying? I'm going to say 60-40 to the coaches. I mean, the, the players are still got still professional players, still high-level talent, supposedly. You know, these guys at the NFL level are top top athletes. You know, it's simple as that. Um, and we just... They, it's like the coaching's are not, in, like, not good enough, so then the players start down in tools. That's basically what it is, but the, but the players should be still maintaining being the professional, you know what I mean, being the professionalism as such. And they're not doing that, so it's a six. I think it's sixty forty, but on the coaches more than the players. Yeah, you know, just to cut back, piggyback on on Scouse. You know, you know what Santana Moss said a long time ago really, really sticks with me, saying that uh, uh, bad coaching, uh, good players can overcome bad coaching, and I think Andy's spot on about the sixty forty. You know, um, it, it's it's getting to the point now. It's just like how much talent do we really have on this team and, and, and how, what can, what can we build around? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, you're, probably you're... four players. That's probably about it really in the whole team, the whole 53 month squad. Scott, where are you with the whole players to coaches ratio? I mean, like we say, it was a complete, clusterfuck is i've supported this team i've never seen us like win a super bowl in, in my i've you know I've, I've all i've ever known is misery i've said to a few people today and people that don't even watch the nfl have come up to me today and said andy did you lose to the new york giants i'm like how the fuck do you know you don't even follow the nfl and they're like well we know the giants are really bad Scott, where were you with your percentage of coaches to players yesterday? Because like Scout says, they're still professional football players. You have to go out there and do a job and at least try and compete. Yesterday, we just got it wrong all over the field. Yeah, I don't know if it'd be, you know, 60-40, 70-30. I mean, what I view is, you know, based on past performance, you know, previous years, we have individual pieces that they're talented. You know, you have Terry, you have Allen, you have Payne. You know, Curl, those guys, we've seen them perform before. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it this year, none of them are doing it. And so I go back to coaching, especially yesterday. You know, we had nine sacks. I mean, majority of those were, I think, what, six in the first half and then two in the first minute of the third. And then after the five-minute mark, nothing. So our front seven, you know, they did, did their job. Our secondary, I don't know what they were doing. And reading some of the different post-game remarks of some of the Giants players and what they were saying, you know, they basically knew what we were doing and they took advantage of it. And I found it, I never really realized this before, but I was listening to B. Mitch and Finley earlier and they were talking about our secondary coach. Because last year, Chris Harris was our secondary coach. I think we're missing him tremendously. And I know both of you guys have mentioned it before, but like our current secondary coach last year was coaching in high school in California. Nothing against high school coaches, but our secondary is getting destroyed week in, week out. And it's just ridiculous. But this has got to go off the GM again then, doesn't it? The other guys you're hiring these guys in the first place. Yeah, well, and that's the coach. That's Ron. Ron's exactly. the GM. That's what's on yeah, one, I mean, one's again. And the Martys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's um let's look at Sam yesterday. Um He's come under a lot of uh, criticism today. I know Tim Meek put a good video out. as he's saying, look, he's still our guy. There are people out there that still, you know, and I'm one of them. A lot of people come at me on social media saying, do you still think Sam Howe is our guy? I'm like, well, Jesus, if I had what was defending him yesterday, then I don't think you could put prime Tom Brady back there. And I think he's getting sacked. God knows how many times yesterday. Sam was 31 for 45, uh, 255 yards, obviously through for the one TD. Um, <sighs> I don't know if to feel 
sorry for him. I don't know if to feel like if we haven't found the guy, have we found the guy? Um, Jesse, where are we with the whole everyone's now well we're going to draft a quarterback we're going to be in the top four we're going to be in the top three you know like scott said wherever we're going to be drafting can we really judge sam and what we're seeing on what he's got in front of him because our offensive line parted like a cheap hooker's legs yesterday it was ridiculous from the work that we couldn't defend him to save our lives even when he got outside the pocket he wasn't very good because and we praised him over the past few weeks on this show saying how well he's done outside the pocket. No matter what that young man tried yesterday, it just went wrong for various reasons. That's the O-line, that's the protection, you know, is it the play calling? Jesse, where are you now with the whole, is he our QB? Because can you really evaluate it on a team like this when it is that bad? Well, look, Sam is still a young quarterback. He's going to make some mistakes. We got to be patient with him. Uh, you know, I have a little meter. It did not go down. Okay. It's still right where it's at about that 80% sure that, that he's the guy um, you're going to have games like that with, you know, he made some mistakes that wasn't his best game. You know, it kind of, it kind of goes back to that Buffalo game where, you know, he threw four interceptions, but if you kind of look back at the interceptions, you know, some of them, you know, his hand was hit. He didn't make great decisions. I, I would, I, I, I think we need to cool it on the, the Sam hate, uh, to be honest with you. Cause I, I still think there's a lot of good that he's shown throughout this season. Um, you know, it's, it, he's going to have a bad game. All quarterbacks have bad games. I mean, Pat Mahomes has a bad game once in a while, you know, I, I what yeah, I, he, do he's got an O-line that can look after him. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, up by a lot. <laughs> I don't think the enemy did him any favors yesterday um, with some of the play call. I think he reverted back. Although I will give the enemy credit for running the ball a little bit more. Um, but some of the, the offensive line, uh, you he know, the wrong times, was, that was the problem yeah, with EB's. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that. Um, I, I, the offensive line did not play good. Leno played like shit yesterday. Cosby played like shit. All, Every, all, all, all of them played like shit yesterday. <laughs> um, but you still notice some five and seven step drops um, that we should, that they, that should be out of the playbook pretty much right now with as poor as, as, as our offensive line uh, was. I, I, yes, he had a bad game yesterday, but I'm not going to put too much fault on him because of, of, you know, the previous weeks and what he has shown. Um, I sure as hell not, am not jumping off the bandwagon or jumping off a cliff on Sam Howe. Uh, I, I think there's plenty of other, uh, areas to, you know, jump on besides Sam Howe. Scott, in your opinion, where did the fundamentals of this game go wrong? Uh, we say we talk about play calling, we talk about coaching, like Scousers at the, at the start, they're still football players, they still got to go and do their job. Where for you did it, and, and I say go wrong, but where did it go drastically wrong that we let the backups to the backups to the backups put 31 yeah. points on us? Well, there it goes right to, right to the secondary on defense. Um, and how many times, you know, they had wide open receivers. Uh, even though our front seven probably played a little bit better on defense, uh, Barkley, you know, basically he's a, if he could play against Washington for every game in his career, he'd be a first ballot unanimous Hall of Famer, which just kind of highlights kind of the glaring need um, that all of you guys, we've all discussed it, linebackers. You know, we don't have a linebacker that can keep up with Barkley. So that's where I would be looking at in defense. On offense, um, there's two different items. Yes, we ran the ball better yesterday. Um, however, there was no consistency in the running game. And all our cons all our good runs, except for one like one run, was always right up the middle. If we tried to go outside to the right or outside to the left, it basically got you know shut down. <clears throat> we had one good run to the left, which kind of will circle back to topic I've been kind of busting uh, Andy or uh, Jesse on recently is our friend. Mr. Leno, and where he's at. I was kind of thinking, you know, uh, Thibodeau's uh, post-game remarks that I, I thought uh, Jesse would be up in New York trying to take care of uh, Mr. Thibodeau because he thanked uh, <laughs> Charles at halftime and he asked for what? He said for the 10 sacks he's going to get. And then passing game, where are where is Terry and Dotson? 
We have zero ding, big ding. plays. 30 yards plus, none. Uh, I think our longest reception yesterday was Logan Thomas, 29, and then mm -hmm. our running back, 21. Terry was longest catch, 11 yards. Dotson, 12. Pringle, 14. How many yards did Terry get yesterday, if you got his stats up? Five for 43. 43, okay. Yeah, longest of 11. So where, where are we taking advantage? And I don't know if it's – I've never really studied the film. Of, hey, is he getting separation? Are they doubling? I just don't think they're scheming and getting him open, and he's not winning the first step. I mean, That's but, it. But everybody wants to crown Eric Bieniemy the the head coach when – it's yeah no it, uh, you're you're right about that Scott you're definitely right about that. Um, let, let, let's let's talk a bit. Uh, come quite a few of the questions and stuff that people have made comments to us today on social media, and I've got you know I know we've got a few WhatsApp groups that we're in. Uh, a lot of people have said like uh, Scouts, I know you're quite big on this, and we've talked about this to nauseam before. What is it about this offense that you look at you you watch the NFL on a Sunday? We all do, and you look at all the good teams. And somehow, some way, they managed to scheme to get their good players to football. For me, Terry McLaurin and Dotson and a few others might as well have just taken this season off. Because you look around, I had about three or four messages. I know Jesse's earmarked some of the questions uh, for later. A lot of the people are asking, why can't we seem to scheme a play up to get Terry, to get Dotson? I mean, like you say, Logan Thomas was our, our biggest threat yesterday. When we've got a quote-unquote elite wide receiver on our team in Terry um, Scouse, in your opinion, what does that come down to? Because we hear all this talk of we're going to go back and watch the tape and we're going to get on the practice field. And that's great. You can go and watch all the tape and you can be on as many practice fields as you like during the week. What is it about this team? And it seems to be, it seems to be a running theme now that for whatever reason, are we coming up against great defences? No, we're playing the fucking New York Giants and the Chicago Bears, who've got one of the worst defences in the fucking league. What is it about us as a team and as an organisation and as a coaching staff that we can't seem to scheme our quote-unquote world beaters into a game of football? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough question, actually, because there's, there's so many different factors to it. I mean, obviously, it's... You know, is there injuries? Is, is there you know, things that we know about from our guys? There's obviously the play calls. We know that's one of the things we know. The other problem is is that Howell doesn't have enough time to go for the deep ball a lot with, with Terry. Every time you see Terry get the ball, it's always in the slot. Have you noticed that? Kind of like these little slants that he's doing at the moment. That's the yeah. only way he's getting the ball. And obviously, you're only going to get five to ten yards max on those type of plays. So it's kind of... It's definitely scheme, but... With the enemy scheme, he always tries to, for some reason, he tries to scheme open the tight end. Have you ever noticed that? He mm. doesn't actually get the receivers to actually, he doesn't scheme any receiver open. He's always doing the tight end version. So that's why Logan Thomas had a, you know, a decent game, even though he's fumbling the ball regularly at the moment, which is doing my head in. But I, there's, there's a lot of factors to it, mate. I mean, the old line's not good enough. Sam, Sam's looking around, going, ah, running for his life half the time. Um, Terry's getting double teamed and leaving Jahan. I think Jahan's just having one of those sophomore years where you're just not, he's just not yeah. at it. Do you know what I mean? Like, and everyone's got, everyone's kind of schemed on him and know what they've got to do to stop him. Mm -hmm. And he's got to get out of that rut. And that that's a problem as well. He's low in confidence too. There's so many different factors to him, mate. It's, it's, it's just a nightmare at the moment, man. It really is. Jesse, what are you putting it down to? Like Scouse just said there, you know, and in it, Logan was our main target yesterday, but surely, but, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a uh, a, a, a quarterback sitting on the sofa as they say on the couch a, a couch QB. But when you're going through your reads and you, your tight end is still your main threat and your and your main target, you're kind of thinking, where the how the what the fuck is going on here? Where Logan Thomas was our main threat yesterday. And look, I'm a big Logan guy. I'm a big. I've always been a fan of the tight ends and stuff in the NFL, and I love that position. Jordan Reed, Logan Thomas. I love all that side of the football. I'm really interested. I, I, I've got a lot of time for the tight ends, and I saw an interview with Tom Brady saying if you get one good tight end in your team, then you could go to, and all the way to the Super Bowl. We haven't got a, a Gronk or something like that. But Jesse, for you, is it? Is it the fact that it is just down to poor coaching? It, is it on to the players? Because for whatever re every game I watch, and it seems to be if you listen to Al Gordy today, if you listen to Kevin Sheehan, if you listen to JP Finney, they're all saying the thing, same thing. Why can't we get our best players to be influential in our games of football? 
Yeah, no, you're 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 absolutely right. I I think it has a lot to do with the scheme, you know, and, and maybe some of it comes from Eric Bieniemy coming, you know, from Kansas City and having a Travis Kelsey there that that he likes to scheme, you know, Logan Thomas open a little bit more. Maybe that has something to do with it. But yeah, you get your best players involved in the game early and often. You see other teams time and time again. You know, Devontae Adams over there in in uh, Las Vegas with the Raiders, look at their quarterback, it, it, their situation. He's still getting involved in the game. He's still the biggest threat. Uh, so why can't our biggest threat in the Terry uh, McLaurin, why can't we scheme that open? I think the scheme problem, and also you've seen this, uh, people seen this time and time again, um, that big touchdown throw in uh, Denver, uh, uh, was it Denver or maybe it was Seattle, where a, a lot of times this spacing, and you've heard this before, a spacing issue where these receivers are too close together. I wonder if that has something to do with it as well. And I think that's that scheme right there. Why are you scheming, uh, you know, wide receivers being too close together? You know, I I, I think uh, Eric Bieniemy's getting a lot of a lot of credit, that undue credit. Um, I think a lot of Sam's big plays he's made on his own. Um, after a play has broken down, he scrambled a little bit and and, and made the play. Um, listen, like I said, I like Sam Howell. I think he can grow potentially into a, a, a good, a potentially great quarterback for us. Um, but I, I just want to overhaul, I, top to bottom overhaul in this team. I mean, that's everybody's on the everybody's on the table. Coaches, players, take them all, rebuild, start from scratch. Scott, let's talk. Uh, we've gone nearly twenty minutes without mentioning. Uh sacking Ron Rivera and a lot of people have been tweeting today saying is Josh Harris still asleep because we haven't heard a peep from him Scott where are you with the whole uh, firing Ron Rivera situation uh, a lot of people I had the NFL network on briefly when I got home from work uh, tonight um, and they were talking about if it wasn't a short week and we weren't playing on Thursday Thanksgiving night they were pretty much to a man they were saying that Ron Rivera would have been fired this morning where are you with the whole situation now? Because we're going to go into Thursday, and let's be honest, unless an absolute miracle happens, the Cowboys could put 40 to 50 points on us. Or, or it could be one of them freak Washington games where we go, Jesus, we, you know, we, we'll win, and it'll be like, it'll blow all our minds, but I doubt it very much. Yeah. Scott, where are you with the whole firing Ron Rivera situation? If you were Josh Harris this morning waking up at seven o'clock, whenever he wakes up, what's, what would you be doing if you were in his shoes? Well, I'd be counting my my billions of dollars first. <laughs> uh, otherwise, I think the short week is pretty much saving them, and I kind of found it ironic. And I I think I sent the tweet to you guys. Um, you know, during his introduction press conference, you know, Snyder said, you know, Happy Thanksgiving, even though it was nowhere near. And likely, I think, right after Thanksgiving, is going to be Happy Thanksgiving, Ron. You're fired. Friday morning. He's Everybody, done. Everybody's trying to ruin this man's Thanksgiving right now. Yeah. I think I think he's ruined that himself. Because <laughs> yeah. he got didn't he get fired? Yeah, he got fired Thanksgiving right after Thanksgiving when he was with uh, yeah. the Panthers. Yeah. And then come to yeah. us, yeah, a few days, yeah, not long yeah. after. Yeah, he was with yeah. us a couple, yeah. I think he yeah. was with us like a week after. Um, that sort of sabotage, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Like he's probably still hurting from losing his Panthers job. Comes here and just yeah, I'll just fucking destroy the whole t- the whole team. Ah, uh, nah, I don't think that. <laughs> yeah. for four years, yeah, I'll aim eight million a year and I'll just fuck around, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's what he's done, Scott. No, what's I, the um, what's the I think Ron has actually tried? Uh, yeah, I do too. He wants to win. I just don't think, I think the bit his biggest failure is general manager Ron. Yeah, he, yeah he's not is... the players right for his scheme. That was his downfall. Um, yeah, I mean, he doesn't look have at a scheme, it. he doesn't have a scheme, does he? Well, Oh, that's the biggest question. But it's his no biggest real pick, shite. Yeah, yeah, his biggest um, pick was Chase Young. He was supposed to be the face of the franchise. He's not <laughs> yeah. even here anymore. He had another sack last night. Just saying. No, <laughs> not, yeah, I saw that. KJ Henry. I mean, th- this is the funny thing. Is people were talking. Ooh, Chase Young had one sack on a day we had nine. I don't think it really made a difference. Well, I think he's he's had two uh, since joining the. Uh, Joining the 49ers. But it, Chase ain't here yeah. no more. That is that's, and, that's and, a fact, you know. And Chase wasn't going to be here next year. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm fine with the move down because there was zero chance tagging him for 21 million 
was going to make sense because when you brought in the analytics guy from you know Harris to have 60 to 80 million on the D-line, it's not how you build a roster that's going to compete and win, especially not produ- they're not producing. If you're going to have that much money on the D-line, they should be having nine sacks a game every game, not against yeah. a New York Giants team that, you know, their offensive tackle came from the couch a few weeks ago. Mm. Oh, you're, you've got a point there. Yeah. Jesse, um, what a lot of people have said today, what benefit do we get from firing Ron Rivera uh, this week? We'll say for argument's sake, like Scott said, say Friday morning, say we've absolutely tanked against the Cowboys. They've put 40, 50 points on us. Um, what is the benefit? The point I'm trying to get is that like, who everyone's saying, well, if you fire him Friday morning, who come Friday afternoon is our head coach? Because if you're firing Ron Rivera, then surely Jack Del Rio has to go. I still don't think Eric Bieniemy is going to go. And like, I, I apologize to you yesterday, Jesse, when we were live, I said, look, maybe everyone is on the block now. So Jesse, what convince me that if we fire Ron on Thursday evening, Friday morning, that this team is going to be any better off come the, the leading weeks up until the end of the season, because realistically, we're probably not. And look, I want to fire him. I want him gone. I don't think he's, he's if like Andy said yesterday, if this was over in our soccer, it wouldn't matter. It's a short week. It wouldn't matter if we play 10 hours later, three days later, they would have been fired. They wouldn't have put up with it over here. They would have been, they would have been baying for blood. It would have been, it wouldn't happen. So Jesse come Friday morning, Ron Rivera's fired for argument's sake. What next for the commanders? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a, that, see, that's, that's a tough thing because one say, all right, say you fire Ron, do you put Jack Del Rio? Do you put Eric B in there? To me, the choice would be Jack Del Rio because you want to detriment Sam's progress, um, you know, throughout the rest of the season. You put Eric Bieniemy and see what he quote unquote has a, as a head coach, which to me he hasn't showed us anything to, to you know to to say that he he can do that because he hasn't run his offense perfectly. Um, I, I think I, I think that would do to Sam a disservice putting Eric Bieniemy in there. Uh, so you'd have to go Jack Del Rio, um, which he has the experience of running a team before. Obviously, you know. Um, through his past years with Denver and, and uh, 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 or, or Jacksonville. Um, what, what good is that going to do? I mean, the defense is still going to be shit. Uh, the offense is going to be the same. Um, so I, th- that's where I just don't see firing someone just to fucking fire them. That's basically what you're doing in this situation because there's no good options. I can't see any good options. Does it not come back to accountability, though? Because right now in Washington, it kind of seems to me is, oh, well, Ron's crap, Ron's shit, but there's no one else to replace him. So we won't hold him accountable. We won't, you know, there'll be no... He can sit in press conferences and go, well, like he did yesterday. We're going to evaluate... Isn't how, firing is, him at the end of the season being held accountable for surely if you're I mean, surely if you're this bad now into your like into this season and i mean i know i get into andy scouts you've seen it in, the, in one of the whatsapp groups you're in every our oh, next season is going to be different josh harris is going to bring in this this okay well i'll tell you what then let's just give up on this season and not worry about it as fans and as investors and god knows how much millions of pounds are getting pumped into this team how much we spent on the d line how much we spent on x y and z I don't see. I don't. What I don't see in Washington, and I'm. I'm trying. I'm trying to be as calm as I can today on this show because yesterday I just went off on one. I don't see accountability. That doesn't seem to be a word that we use in Washington. If this was any other team, look at the team so far this season that head coaches have gone, offensive coordinators have gone. Scouse. It seems to me that in Washington, accountability doesn't seem to be a thing because we're getting a quote unquote air quotes new regime anyway at the end of the season, right? Well, yeah. I mean, everyone's everyone mentioned it before the start of the season. Oh, Ron's a lame duck head coach anyway. Um, and it looks like the players have actually played that, that to that as well, if that makes sense. Um, you know, the play the, the, the no, we coming into the season thought, yeah, we got we got we got we got some good players, we got some we got a decent team. I said obviously some glaring holes in linebacker and all line. We knew that anyway, but besides that, we thought our team's all right, we'll be we'll be fine. No. Now and this and this is it. See, I think the players have down tools because they know Ron's gone at the end of the season. There's, as you said, there there's no accountability. I mean, what I mean what has Ron actually done? Like he hasn't fined any players for poor performance. He's not done shit, and he's not done nothing. 
to actually say to these players, you need to get motivated and fucking sort yourself out only besides putting a stupid thing on the wall saying, do your jobs. I mean, <laughs> that's ridiculous. I mean, look what we did in the game. Um, oh, I'll just let the halftime... Oh, I'll just let um let the, the players... Bears. Yeah, the Bears, the Bears No, bro, that's your job. That's what you get, get paid shitloads of money for to sort them out at halftime. I got a question. Ridiculous, yeah. man. Does, does, does soccer players get fined for poor, poor performances? Yeah, can do. Oh, yeah, really? Can do, yeah, can do, NFL, yeah. NFL doesn't do that. Can do, yeah, can do. Yeah, you're fine. I mean, you're just like, you know, you're shite. You're you fine. suck. You got sent you're, off. I want your fucking page. You know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you can do. You can do. I think, I think you have to look at Denver. I mean, they played like crap early on. They, you know, they gave up what 70 some points or whatever it was to Miami. Yeah, to Miami I think they're yeah. still scoring. And then right after that, they released Gregory, they released, um, got rid of. Was it Clark? They got rid of some of these yeah, veterans Clark, yeah. and basically said, hey, they gave the kids a chance. And we kind of did the same thing when we traded Sweat and Young. And like yesterday, KJ Henry showed that, hey, he may have yeah. some potential actually using him. Now, is he going to be like, you know, the next TJ Watt? I'm not going not to say that, but I personally, I mean, I say get rid of him. And then we have, you know, a few weeks to evaluate the talent we have to then realize, hey, who's going to be here or who's going to be gone? Because, and personally, I know, Jesse, you don't want this. I would go be enemy because for a lot of people, there's their question, is he the next head coach or not? So the question would be is, hey, let's give it to him now, see what he is. If he fails, well, then my, my choice right now is go find a GM from – uh, the San Francisco organization and Ira Slowick as the head new head coach. He used to be a defensive coach here in Washington. Now he's an offensive coach. That's the direction I would go. And if he's don't go that route, if the enemy is the guy, then possibly you look at the Kansas City front office. Is there any candidate for a GM there that would want Eric as his head coach? I, I, I guess as well. And uh, Jesse, I'll come to you as like to, to piggyback off what uh, Scott said. I mean, it can't get any worse, right? So where we are now is pretty much bottom of the barrel. We're fucking, we're last in everything. I know Sam Howe is quote unquote first in a lot of stats, but I, I, fucking it doesn't matter. Our team sucks right now, so I don't I don't buy on stats. I'm glad he's doing well when he's first in this and he's first in that. Fantastic. We can't get any worse than where we are now. So to what Scott's saying, I kind of agree. If you say if you did give Eric the enemy the job. You can't really get lower than a snake's belly, which is where we are now. What harm would it do just saying, look, Ron, Ron needs to go because he needs to be held accountable because he, he's the head coach of the organization. If if I'm really, really bad at my job for this long, my boss is pulling me in the office, my supervisor, and going, Andy, there's the door. Thank you for your service. We're going to get someone else in to do your job. Same with Scouse, same with Scott, same with anyone, same in any walk of life. I don't know what it is about this this football world that we live in, especially in Washington, where you don't, you know, we just think it's okay that we can put in these kind of performances and we'll put it on, we'll do it against the Cowboys and then we'll probably go and do it against the Dolphins, et cetera, et cetera, where you're just like, oh, it doesn't, it, it's kind of a flippant comment because it doesn't matter because everyone's gone at the end of the season. Well, I'm kind of with Scott. You're in a in a win-win situation with Eric Bieniemy, you put him in, he does okay. You? You're like, well, you put him in, and you're like, oh, okay, he's not as bad as Ron Rivera was. Or you put him in, and you go, yep, this is what we might have thought you'd been. You're not ready to be a head coach, but you're not losing anything because we're tanking anyway. So worst case scenario, he comes in and we're drafting third. Best case scenario, he comes in and we're drafting eleventh. Okay, there is your point. Uh, is the point right there? Say for some unfathomable reason, because again, BNME hasn't been good as an offensive coordinator. He hasn't been consistent whatsoever. Say the team does get better. Would you rather have a third pick or would you ha rather have 11th pick? I mean, to, at this point in the season, there's nothing to go on. Like there, there's, it, it seems like hope is lost besides a potential quarterback. All right, Eric Bieniemy. Right now, he's been under Andy Reid for the past five years, learning to be an offense coordinator. You throw into an offense uh, offense coordinator, he has his hits and misses, just like just like everything else. You have a brand new quarterback that is showing signs of potential 
of, of possibly being a a uh, a franchise quarterback. Possibly now, I, I said, pump the brakes a little bit. Why would you break that up when you have a guy learning the position as offensive coordinator as he goes along? Okay, that has full control and a young quarterback. See, that's where I that that's where I have issues. Uh, because there is no consistency. Now you're going to take. Now you're going to take um, uh, Eric Bieniemy away from sp- spending his full time with Sam Howell. Like that. That's that's what I'm getting. That's why I don't. I, I another reason why I don't see that working out. I, I think it would be a detriment to Sam Howell. No, 100%. no, it's, it's, it's a justified argument. I'm just yeah. I'm kind of. I'm Andy Scouse. Are you more with Jesse? With Scott? With me? Where are you now? Because I don't think he can get any worse, mate. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I mean. I can see it both sides from the coin. No, the both sides of the coin, and I see it from y'all side too. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Now yeah, I'm just, I'm just like, making my argument. For me, I would get rid of Ron and Del Rio today. I'd get rid of both of them. And yes, you might go, well, who would take over as DC? I don't care. To be fair, you know, give it to Zaniga or, or give it to um, even give it to Kerrigan. These guys, we know they're not ready. But why not give them a shot? You can't be any worse, as you mentioned. You know, you know, you know, you might actually surprise us. You know what I mean? So I don't the, understand what's the problem with that. I mean, in, in no, the NFL, you go. fire to get better. You don't fire oh, to get awesome. worse. No, but so. with this stage of the season, you, you, what, what are you but losing listen, by giving anyone else the job till the end of the season? And saying, Look, we're going to tank moment. anyway. But I think, and to get on Scouts' point earlier, I think the players have stopped playing for Ron Rivera. I think I they've. I uh, you've only got yeah, to listen. You listen to Payne's interview often. Yeah. I think. I, I think, think they're, they're frustrated. They're, nah, they're tired of losing. It but... was yesterday. I mean, Cam Kill's never bad. I mean, and he was awful yesterday. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm one of the Cam, Cam Kill's been bad. He definitely he's has. Bad, man. He's he had his awful. bad games. And it's like, wait there a minute. This guy never, never normally lets you down, type of thing. And, and even he's now starting to produce fucking shy performances. So I, I, I agree. I agree with Andy. I, th- I think, I think they are. I think they've, they've started to realize. Well. There's just not much point. There's well, not much fuck point. There's no accountability. <laughs> no one's getting fined. No one's getting benched. You know, I mean, the only, the only one you tried to do it with was Forbes. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Which is like the rookie. Why don't you do that? To, why don't you bench uh, John Allen and say, good, then you're not doing it. You're on the bench. They'll soon sort themselves out. Hey, look, I'm there. sorry, but I, I, I agreed with the bench, uh, the Forbes benching. He came back better. He had a good game yesterday. Forbes did. Yeah, but, yeah, but then, he got, in, then he got injured. Yeah. He's easy scapegoat, though, isn't he? Yes, he was. Don't get me wrong. He got burned. Don't get me wrong. He was awful. I and he should have been out the team. But other players should be out the team as well. They've never been given the chance to be benched. You know what I mean? So the, the Ron Paynes, the John Allen's, those, if these guys aren't producing, like 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 Scott mentioned earlier, they're not producing this season, and they're not. So these guys should be getting benched. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I don't care if it's Del Rio. Even though I agree with you know Scouse that he should be fired as well. But if it's him, Eb, I think we just need a, a different voice leading the team. So we can actually potentially evaluate, you know, what we actually have on a talent level because there's going to be wholesale changes. I mean, I don't know of a single position group that we would say, hey, yes, we're 100% set. We're probably closest to maybe at quarterback because, hey, Sam has shown potential that he could be a guy to build around. But even with him, we would still need a backup quarterback because I think wasn't Brissett only signed on a one-year deal? Yeah, he was. Yeah. So, yeah. so we're not even set there, and so that's the biggest reason why I would move on from Ron. And if it's Del Rio, uh, EB, you know, just a different voice, I think potentially would help. I just want to win, and not at all costs, no matter what it is. And like sure. at the moment, we're just going. Oh yeah, we'll just let we'll just let Ron carry on. We'll, we'll do the same old, the same old, you know. And we'll, and we'll get smoked every nearly every game. I was like, well, what's the point in that? Like, women's there's a play win football game. That's what we're there for. That's the whole yeah. game's about. The man of value can play is for next season again and again and again. We want to win com- the games, man. The comments that uh, I, I read from John Kime and and Nikki Javala um, today, this you know, stating that Ron had a meeting with Josh Harris. Um, and just some of them just, just obviously these are, these are written, I didn't hear. So I don't know exactly the context, you know, um, uh, of the, uh, I don't know if it was a press conference or if it just was a press release or something like that, but, you know, stating that, you know, he had a meeting with Josh and, and, uh, you know, it seemed to me from reading that, that, you know, he had the, until the end of the, end of the year. And I think if anybody's going to get fired, I think it's going to be Jack Del Rio. 
that's just my opinion. I mean, just look at Buffalo. They were doing something bad. They fired, okay, they fired somebody. It might have been the one guy, but they fired somebody. And look what happened. Put 39 points on someone yesterday. You know mm. what I mean? Like, one thirty, there's a 36, six, six, something like that they won. Anyway, it was, it was fucking blowout against the Jets' defense. It was very good, actually. So, you see what I mean? Like, even though it might not have been him who's the problem, someone needs to go. And then that gets everybody else kind of wild up again and go, shit, if he can get fired, then this guy can get fired, and I can get fired. And, and everyone says, steps the game up a little bit. Yeah, I think everyone right now in Washington knows they're safe. I think they know that wholesale changes are going to come at the end of the season. And and, and complacency plays such a big key factor in sport. I've played in teams before uh, back in the day when, you know, we we were going on bad runs and stuff like that. And and you're just hearing the same from from the coach or the manager. And you're just hearing the same thing week in, week out. And even, even playing the little level that I played over here in sport, as a player, you just switch off. I genuinely think that's what the Washington players have done right now. I think they, you know, like Scal says, he put a little sign on the door, do your job, blah, blah, blah. These are these these guys are you you pay me 17, 18, 20, 30, 50 million. Damn right, I'm gonna be trying to do my job. But I genuinely think half these players have zoned out now. And I think they, they know that we're tanking for the rest of the season. They probably look I'm with uh, Scott Hartley on the on the post-game show yesterday when he was on with us. Tell me where we're going to win another game. Tell me where you look at this schedule and you go, we're going to compete here. And that's the that's the alarming thing for me now. And I'm trying to be as calm as I can here. It's the the the, the alarming thing for me as an organization and as a team. And what I never want to see from any of the teams that I support, whether it be the NFL, soccer, quote unquote, our football, basketball, baseball, I always want to see my teams try and compete. When I watch a Washington game. It comes to the end of the first quarter, start of the second quarter. I'm like, well, we're done. We're not competing. We're not competing in this game. Yesterday, how do you let a third-string quarterback, how do you let people that have just come off a practice squad, how do you let people that have just come off the street, the backups to the backups to the backups, how do you look at this and let them put 31 points in you? We are, again, for, for, all right, it's for football reasons, we are the laughing stock of the NFL. Every show I've watched today, whether it's be the NFL Network, whether I've listened to podcasts, our organization and our team, yet again, albeit for football reasons for once, and it's, we're not talking about Dan Snyder, we are the laughing stock of the NFL because we've just let a one of the worst New York Giants teams in the history of New York come in and put 31 points on us. That's where I am. And they've swept us, man. And they've swept us. And they've never won three games all year, two against us. Yeah. Yep. Like, we we just don't compete, and for me, that's that's an I've got some non negotiables when it comes to sport. Where where I played, when I've, I've coached over here, when I coached our our, our our soccer, there's some non negotiables with me. If you don't compete, your fucking ass is coming sitting next to me. That's what I used to say to my players. If you don't compete, you're sitting next to me in Washington. They just go, doesn't matter. It, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, kind of going on you. I always had coaches that I always said, you know what, a physical error you can deal with, a mental error. Yeah. Okay. We're not going to put up with that. We have so many mental errors of failure to communicate on defense. And even, I mean, even I think early in the year, I'm probably on offense getting the right protections. Those are mental errors. We mean basically showing you're not prepared. Mm-hmm. Now it's up to the coaches to help you get prepared to be in the right position, but then it's up to the players. And that kind of goes back to what we were discussing earlier about, you know, where the blame, but to me, we just have, a group of guys that they know um, change is coming, and it just seems like there's zero accountability. I agree with other that. Than, you know, yeah, but other there, than and they benched him. And Scott, then like they we always say, though, Scott, like we always like we said it when we had the whole um, Heineke talk last season. I'd be interested to get your view on this as well. We always say that no, if you're not or if you're not playing for this team, you're auditioning for one or the other thirty. 31 teams in yeah. the league. What what are our group of players right now? And we'll say uh, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, all these quote-unquote superstars that we've got. They're auditioning now because, let's be honest, half this bloody roster probably aren't going to be, you know, who's going to want them right now? And they're auditioning to go somewhere else. And if they're, and, and if I'm, and look, I'm just a fan and I'm a dude with a microphone. 
But if I'm a guy, if I'm a GM of another organization and I'm looking at this Washington Commanders team and I'm looking at a John Allen or a Deron Payne and I'm like, I want to know what your character's like when the chips are down, when it's not all when it's not all sunshine and roses in the garden. I want to see your inner, I want to see your character. I want to see what you're prepared to do when the chips are down. This Washington Commanders team are showing me right now they're prepared to do nothing. They're not prepared to fight. They're prepared to come out with the same boring statements after, you know, we, we've got to try harder. We've got to do... I'm sick of hearing that shit. I'm not going to lie to you. For me right now, we are showing as an organization, as a team, as a group of coaches, we're just showing that defeatist attitude. We're done. We've given up. We've got no fight. Uh, and all these other GMs and stuff are looking at our players going, well, why would I want him in my organization? Because when the going gets tough, they've all got going. And that's the impression I get from Washington right now. And that's that's from the top all the way down. I said yesterday when I spoke to Jesse and everyone, it speaks volumes to me that Josh Harris, if he wants to make a statement and be, look, hey, we all know he's not Dan Snyder. Never compare, never will. I think potentially he's going to be a very, very, very good owner. For me, though, now, he needs to come out. And even if he says to us, like, Jesse, you said you read the written statement, I want to hear that from my owner. I want him to come out and say, I have spoke to our coaches. You are my paying public. You pay these guys wages. You give up your time. You come to this stadium. We fly thousands of miles. Jesse, you travel four, five, six, seven hours in a car. Scott, you put in untold times watching this team. You are my paying customers. You pay to watch the product that we're putting on the field. What we are dishing up now isn't good enough. Me as your owner, I'm coming out publicly and saying, I'm sorry. Mm. That's it. You know what I mean? But we, yeah. we don't get that from our organization, guys. We don't We don't get that at all. And I think that's embarrassing. But what do I know? I'm just an English dude with a microphone. Uh, Jesse, let's get a couple. Yeah, yeah let's get into it. We, uh, Scott, are you can you get you can hang around for some fan questions, bro. You're usually asking them, so it'll be good for you to answer some. We have we, Jesse has he's going to try and get through to as many. Honestly, uh, yeah. we're, we're bombarded today with uh, fan questions. Yeah. But Jesse, what have we got, bro? The the first one, uh, 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 Burroughs, I'll go to you. Um, and this is from uh, our friend uh, and, uh, uh, and fellow jerk Scott G. He says, "How bad? <laughs> just kidding. How bad was the week's performance? That that no today, <laughs> <laughs> How bad was the week's performance that there's no hot water? Uh, wasn't the biggest embarrassment of the week? I mean, just when you think the day couldn't get any worse, I think Kelsey messaged it out. I, I saw it uh, first on her feed. She was like, there's no hot water in FedEx. I'm like, man, just when you think today can't get any worse, you can't even go and have a hot, but mind you, they didn't deserve a hot shower. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. I, was just, I said yesterday, I, I was like, you know what? They d deserve to have swamp ass on their way yeah, home. Yeah, the just go home and shower. They got the Avengers back home from last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Them out. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember when we took them to an away? We took them to a road <laughs> game as well. We took them to Dallas with us, the heated benches. Yeah, um, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, do you know what, Jesse? It just sums up where we are as an organization yeah. right now. Yeah. And look, I, and I, I get into people on this and social media. I love some people in that building. I've got a friendship with some people in that building. I'm not going to hide behind the fact that I have. Uh, I like what some of the people in that building are doing, but they'll yeah. be the first to admit that the mistakes are being made right now. Yeah. And it comes back to what we said at the start of the show, guys. It comes back to accountability. You've got to be accountable on the field. You've got to be accountable off the field. That goes for, you might think it's a minor thing, but like having some hot water in the in the locker room, it comes back to things like that. This entire organization, I don't know what it is. If someone's taken their eye off the ball, someone's taken their foot off the pedal, something. And then that comes from the top. That comes from Josh and yeah. Ron. That that you, If leaders lead, I'll go into battle for you. If you're a weak leader or you're a weak-minded leader, do you think if Winston Churchill had sat back all them years ago and gone, uh, uh, to uh, to the to the English troops uh, like Ron Rivera did at halftime. Uh, I'll just let you guys sort it out. I'm not gonna. I'm, no, I'm not really gonna organize the war. Well, we'll be doing this. We'll be doing this podcast in German. That's how that would have gone. Would you know? And for me, that's where we are as an organization. Jesse, lack of leadership. Um, Scott, I'll, I'll come with you. I, I think we uh, uh, kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but this question is from our buddy Tim Cox. He says, Commanders. Uh, seems to be against getting 17 involved early. Is he being double teamed? Can't create separ uh, separation, bad scheming. Um, 
or is it just uh, uh, once he starts catching the team as a whole uh, gets going? I, I mean, it's like hits and misses with this guy. What do you think, yeah. Scott? I mean, I think we kind of touched on it earlier in the podcast. I think it's kind of a combination of all of it. I think it's, you know, scheme. Like you mentioned, uh, we seem to have a lot of guys in the same area. So defenses can use, you know, two guys sometimes to almost cover three guys, you know, yeah. so he's just not getting open. And I don't know if it's protection that he's not the number one read. Uh, and if he is the first read, he doesn't seem to be open. And so then how moves on from Scouse, um, this is another one from uh, our buddy Tim Cox. Is there any way a new coach comes in and keeps Eric Bieniemy as an offensive coordinator? We'd love to see Sam with some consistency. I would not necessarily be opposed to this, but what do you say, Scouse? I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but realistically, is it going to happen? And the answer is no. I mean, mm. you're, you're the new head coach. You want your own boys yeah. running the show? Uh, Especially if you – Especially if they hire an offensive-minded coach. Exactly. Um, exactly. Uh, you know, if you if you get your, your favorite guy, Jamal Bardi, you mentioned him yesterday. <laughs> you know, there's no way in hell you're gonna be in the same in the same room as him. Do you know what I mean? So, so these things are, uh, you know, it's it's a bit of a mute point, really. I think this one's is definitely a no. So either EB comes head coach or he's gone. It's as simple as that. That's all it's gonna be with EB, in my book. Um, and now a lot of people have uh, messaged us uh, with this question. Um, it, uh, you know, involves pretty much next season. Uh, next season, so I kind of go around the room, and who do we want to see? And I think Scott, you kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier uh, about who you want to see as you know GM and head coach and, and uh, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Burrows, I'll start with you. Do you have anybody in mind that you'd like to see come in and and and, and take over? Uh, Scouse isn't going to like this, but I'm with you, Jesse. I think there's only one. Uh, uh, the, there's only one man for the job, and he's kind of uh, flying in college football right now. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, I'm with. I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't say no. I don't. I think he's got the potential to be really good in the NFL. Uh, and he look, was don't, already and, was and look, good. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, I mean, sorry, the potential to be good at Washington. I mean, look, I don't watch a lot of college football, and just because the coverage over is shite now, um, but. I think he's got the potential to be very good in Washington. For me, the big appointment is, is the GM. Yeah, uh, I think we have to get that right. And, and I'm with Scott. I think you go and look at someone, you, you always look at the model of what someone's doing. If you go and look at a San Francisco, if you go and look at someone yeah. of that ilk go and you try an and assistant from them, I agree. Yeah, 100%. There you go. You go and get an assistant from them and go, Hey buddy, we're going to take a chance on you. We think you've got something, you know, yeah. all right. But people will say, well, we've done that with EB. And it hasn't yeah. worked. So, you know, it swings and roundabouts. But yeah, I'm looking at the San Francisco model and I'm I'm go I'm over there. I'm saying, look, bro, how much money do you want to come to and look, but the problem you've got is, and I said this on the post game yesterday, and I'll stick by it, who the fuck is gonna want to come to Washington? Well, well that's even, with, that even with even with Josh Harris in charge now. I think I think this this opportunity I think there'll be uh plenty of options to be honest with you. I think I hope so, bro. I hope so. Yeah, but, but there's plenty of money. Hard. There's 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 a shit ton of money. Um, there, there's uh, you know, good draft picks, good high draft picks, uh, plenty of draft picks. I now that Dan Snyder is not here, I think you know, I, I think people will be more than willing to come in and and uh, help reshape this team. Scouse, what about you, my man? I mean, my favorite at the moment for for head coaches is the guy from the Lions. Uh, ben yeah. Johnson. Ben he's Johnson. high on my list too. Yeah, he, he, I, I like what he's doing over there. I mean, I love Dan Campbell. Can we get him instead? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck with that <laughs> one, mate. Get him. Um, <laughs> I love Dan Campbell. Um, but yeah, I mean, so obviously, I'm going to take I'm going to take um, Ben Johnson over there. I think. But again, if you bring him in, he's the offensive man. There's no way you're going to have a, have an old time EB trying. You'd be trying to undermine him all the time. You know what I mean? He's a young lad compared to him. You know, the experience level is massively different as well. So that's where he's got to go. If that's the case, if we get if we get Ben Johnson in, um, with with the GMs, I mean, I'll be looking. I mean, totally right what you're saying. I'll be looking at an, an assistant GM at one of these top uh, franchises at the moment. So, you know, but to be fair, I'd be looking at the Eagles. To be fair, I'd be looking at the Eagles as one because uh, Harry Roseman does a good a great job over there. Um, and I think you know, I don't know who the assistant guy is, but I think he would be quite nice to talk to. And the assistant guy, the guy that was at Jacksonville last year. 
Yeah, I can't. Yeah, sure he's at the Eagles now. I can't remember. I'm just scouts. Can't remember shit with names, but I think he was at Jacksonville yeah. last year. I think he's now over at Philadelphia. But yeah, uh, yeah. Anyone, just fucking get anyone in. I don't care. Yeah. Anyone's better than the shower <laughs> shit we got them in. Uh, yeah, I'm a huge yeah. uh, Jim Harbaugh fan. I, I know Scott, you said Slowick um, coming in. That, yeah. that wouldn't yeah. be. A bit... I like Slowick. I like him yeah. last year. Yeah, and I don't think Harbaugh will be here. I think he's going to be in the NFL, but I think he'll be in Chicago. You might be right. You might be right. Likely, yeah. he's going to have because they have Carolina's pick, so the number one overall pick, yeah. Chicago's pick. You know, who knows what they may do, but yeah. let's say he has two out of the top three picks. Let's say he can get a Caleb Williams and a Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, I think Harbaugh no, I mean, would say, hey, "I could win with that," and I yeah. think he'd be there. Yeah. No, I mean you could very well, very well be right. I, I mean, there, there, but there's definitely options uh, to to be excited about. Really, yeah. yeah there's um, there's only 32 of these jobs, so people will always <laughs> always true. try it. And yeah. so. you know, and, and as far as a, <laughs> yeah, as far as a defensive coordinator, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I, I'd like to see Brian Flores. You know, uh, I. I think like that would Flores. be a a, a a a pretty decent pick. Um, moving along, uh, Brad Ormy says uh, I, I keep feeling like we see some flashes from talent uh, from the young guys on this team, but in the end, uh, we just can't seem to put it all together. Totally agree with you. Um, do you think that the new coaching staff will build on this roster or blow it at, up, turning over ninety percent um, after a year or two? I'm going to say. I think they're going to blow it up uh, right away, to be honest with you. Um, get what you can for, you know, whoever and, and, and keep, if you keep Terry, that's fine. Um, but, you know, maybe look into getting what you can for John Allen. I know his contract's coming to an end after next year. I think you can get out pretty easily. Uh, Deron Payne's hefty on the books, um, but there's there's going to be we we got tons of free agents after this year. Uh, I just expect to see a total different team, uh, pretty much from top to bottom uh, next year. Scott, what do you, what do you think, man? You may fall over. I actually agree with you. <laughs> Holy <laughs> breaking shit. news! End end the episode <laughs> now. <laughs> No, but I mean, it's, it's, I, I don't think that's the most difficult answer, though, if you kind of look at it. I mean, because we do have so many daggone free agents, uh, you yeah. know, uh, on, on on the line. So, I got to give a special shout out to David Mayo. He had the game of his career uh, yesterday, just saying. Um, I think the biggest item, though, is like, you know, like next year, you're not going to see, you know, Every year, I think there's what thirty percent turnover on average, or thirty or forty percent on almost every roster. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, it, it is the not for long league for a reason. So, I mean, in two to three years, once you get a new GM, and that's priority number one, you bring him in within two two years at max three. You're probably going to have maybe five guys that are on the current roster still here. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Simon Oliver says, uh, well, his first part was about uh, the coaches. We already a uh, answered that. Um, but will the first pick, probably an early one if the rest of the season goes away, um, and it will, trust me, do you want to see uh, an O-line or a quarterback? Burroughs, I'll start with you. O-line, just because it's been terrible for so long. And I mean terrible. I mean, you can you could draft a quarterback. By all means, yeah. but if you can't protect, if you can, you can bring in anyone. Go and get in the the, the the top draft pick in the in the draft. Doesn't matter with this O line. Honestly, they're as much use as a chocolate fire guard. They're awful. They are really, really bad. And again, it comes back to accountability. And they'll have flashes, like one of the earlier questions. We we see flashes. We see glimpses. I praised Charles Leno a couple of weeks ago on this podcast. Said he had a really good game. Done well. But this O-line, if you cannot protect your prize asset of your organization for more than three seconds that you have to football, you're not going to win any games of football. And it doesn't matter if you're the Washington Commander, the Denver Broncos, the New England Patriots, the Kansas City Chiefs. It doesn't matter who you are. If you can't protect your prize asset, you're screwed. And so we you're saying 
O-line all day long. Okay, so you're saying that Sam Howell is our prized asset. I'll I'll turn around to to Scouse. Is Sam Howell your prized asset, or uh, are you going quarterback instead of O-line in the first round? Oh no, hundred percent. I'm looking for a left tackle all all day uh, on the fir- on the first round draft pick. We've got um, maybe Joe Alt, something something like that that, that caliber. I think we're going to be about fourth. I think personally, I think we're going to be like fourth. Pick, yeah, I, think. I can see that. Um, and I think Joe Alt's going to be there, and that's the guy we should be getting. I mean, I'm, I've been in, in the house since no, we first got him. I mean, you know, and as, as Jesse mentioned earlier, you're going to have ups and downs with him. You got to you got to treat him as a rookie quarterback because it is he is technically a rookie. You know, he's a diff, he's got a brand new scheme. So again, he's a rookie, and you know, you know what I mean. So so you're going to expect some, some bad games, and he has had some bad games, and then all of a sudden you show that 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 amazing talent that he does have. He throws his like the ball to Diami Brown a couple of weeks ago. I mean, that was ridiculous how he could he carved three men up with that one pass. Brilliant. You know, the guy's got it. You just you just need, as as, as Boros mentioned, you got to protect them. You gotta do better. And this is why I hate Ron the GM. Because he did not get any decent offensive linemen in, in free agency. You got two guys who are fucking yeah, awful. Well said, well said. Scott G. Is it uh have you seen enough from Sam to say Let's go get an O line, top O line in in the draft uh, uh, with our our first round pick. If I was the GM, and you'd probably thank me that I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'll trade down. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's trading. Back. I think. Uh, I mean, if Sam continues progressing the way you know, if he bounces back from okay, he had a clunker of a game yesterday, and he yeah. had. Took through three picks, had two dropped. One of them. Yeah, he could have five. You're right. Well, officially right. four because the one drop was two plays before the pick six at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. So you weren't going to have two interceptions on one drive, even though we tried with how often we turned the ball over. Um, <laughs> if he bounces back and kind of shows pro- you know, promise, I would say I kind of agree with what Andy was saying. Um, we need O-line. We've not had a premier – you know, when Ron got here, we had Williams, we had Sheriff, <clears throat> we had Moses. Um, really so, center. Yeah. 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 You know, so we actually had a solid offensive line and we could actually run the ball consistently. And it's the foundation of the offense. So I would I would hope that how could you know show that he is the guy that that we score the next two to three years. I'm not going to say he's in the next 10-year quarterback because way too soon. But if he could be potentially the guy for, you know, two to four years, I say go O-line. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. We should all hope that Sam's the guy. I mean, I, I think uh, – I think our team would be in a a lot better position um, as far as, you know, filling the holes that we need to fill. And, hell, I mean, we need pretty much at least four uh, offensive linemen, whether in, in the draft or free agency next year, because what we got right now just is not – it's not doing it. it it's, it's, it's malfeasance what's been done to this offensive line. I'd say um, look, look, look what Scott mentioned. I mean, look at that offensive line to start there. Yeah, what, what what Ron had when he first got here. Yeah, yeah. Now. I mean, so, yeah. some of those issues was wasn't really caused by Ron. You know, it's the Trent and, and and Sheriff they they did not want to be here, but yeah, yeah. Sheriff, for didn't, another Sheriff time. didn't want to be here because he cut Moses. Moses was his best friend. That's the reason my Sheriff didn't want to stay. We got for them more money to stay, and he fucked off to Jacksonville. So <laughs> it didn't matter about that. So, so then, and they obviously. Trent Williams is obviously a Dan Snyder thing, as we all know, you know, on all the shit with Bruce Allen and all the rest. Yeah, I so got, I got one. I'm losing him, but again, the other guys, we should if you kept Moses, you'd have kept Sheriff, and and really would have been fine because he was still injury free at that point. You know what I mean? And but I got one more uh, before yeah, we. Yeah, Jesse off. will answer the rest on Twitter. <laughs> uh, this is from our buddy He's Scott Hartley. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, this is for everybody. On a scale of one to ten, how high are you questioning your fandom right now? If things don't change and fast, how many fans will totally check out? Like Keith, our friend uh, Keith Gray from the Bleeding Birdie podcast and known for getting shit dumped all over his head. Um, Andy, I will start with you. Uh, Zero. I'm never checking out on this team ever. They're my team. I don't give a shit. I've supported them for all this crap since 1998. 
So to answer to Mr. Hartley's question, never. And I will be back in January watching us play against the Cowboys. So unfortunately, I'm stuck with them. So zero <laughs> chance of me checking out. Scales. Much as I'd like to sometimes. Totally the same. Totally mm. the same. You know, once you, especially like, I mean, I don't know what's like, Americans might be slightly different, but the UK people, you very rarely see us change teams just because they're bad and the other team's good. It's yeah. very rare that people do that. There's some glory hunters, we call them. But most most fans who are true, they love a team. They stay with them through thick and thin, and and this is exactly what we're doing right now. We're just going through the thin part, you know what I mean? So, um, we'll see. We'll see. You know, I'll be I'll be still here next week, still chatting shit, and yeah. you know, and we'll and we'll keep it going. Scott, so I've been a fan for forty one years, thanks to the fun bunch. Um, I won't leave, but I always say I'm a multi sport fan. So once the season ends, I'll turn my focus to the Celtics, the Yankees, and Go on any other Celtics. Out there. Go on the Celtics. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. we've started this. Scott, how well have we started the season, Fucking by the way? No oh, wonder. No stuff. wonder he's a Celtics and Yankee fan. Jesus. Hey, how how well have the set? Jason Tatum is on fire. <laughs> no, I'm I'm the same with you. I like I I if of course my my enthusiasm gets waned a little bit but i'm every sunday and every day i'm i'm searching stuff looking for news seeing what happened on twitter or i'm i'm i, I talk shit um you know what's see i got five <laughs> shows a fucking week just spewing out the mouth thinking that i know shit and then i, I i'm here every sunday and it, i you can't take that away from me it's just it's ingrained in in my blood but then when the season's over you know what I'll take a like a two week hiatus, like okay, decompress from the fucking shit season that we had, and then go back at it. Yeah, no, it's great, uh, Scott. Thanks so much, bro, for coming on the podcast. Uh, thank you for all the support. I know you give us. I know you listen every week. Uh, thanks for all the shit that you give Jesse. We really do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, keep it going, man. Yeah, I like reading it. Keep it going. It's been, it's been good. It's been good to have it live on air this week. But Scotty, thanks so much for joining us, bro. I really do mean it, man. It means a lot to have people that just listen to our podcast. And uh, but thanks, so, thanks so much for the support, man. Thanks for having me. No worries. Uh, Jesse, uh, Scouse, uh, obviously we play Thursday next. Uh, so we're not sure when we're going to drop a show. It might be Friday. It might be Saturday. It might be Monday. We don't know when we'll be back. But obviously the Washington Commanders play Thursday. So Jesse, Scott, happy Thanksgiving to you guys because um, uh, we're not going to be on air before Thanksgiving. So I hope you hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving um, until obviously mm-hmm. kickoff and our commanders absolutely ruin it for you. Uh, but we'll make all of my good food. Yeah. But uh, you can check us out on uh, Twitter where Jesse is about to head to answer the rest of the fan questions that we got in today nope. at, at commander <laughs> at commander bunker. Thanks so much for everyone that submitted a, uh, some submitted a question, but we'll be back next week, everybody. But till then, everybody bunker down, stay safe. I keep for. Hey everybody, thank you so much for checking out today's episode of The Bunker. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. You can find us on Twitter at Commander Bunker. On Facebook, just search The Bunker. 